welcome back with us for our last episode of the semester. Uh, if you're not on campus with us, this is the wrap-up of our semester. We're getting ready for summer break, which is very exciting, uh, but also sad because we will be off campus for a little while um, and we'll be away from each other. But, um, you know, it's been a really great time. We're on episode 13 and uh, we are planning to continue again in the fall. So um, don't worry, we'll just be away for a while. Um, but yeah, we're back in the studio at least for uh, to talk today a little bit about rest. And we'll get into that in a bit. Um, but we're kind of here with the whole crew. We've got everybody, and uh, which is like I love. It feels good to everybody to be back here. So how are y'all doing? I'm very tired. My eyes burn. Oh no. They burn. Yeah. Whenever I'm tired, they just burn. I'm so sorry. Right. My eyes are like, can we please close? And I'm like, no, I stay open. Sounds like a personal problem. I can agree with that statement. I'm also tired, but so this episode is. Very much needed for me as yeah. well, because as Mitch said, we're finishing up school and uh, yeah, finals, papers, and staying up late to get everything done. So it's, uh, you know, we're doing it though. Yeah, I'm sure y'all can relate. Your eyes, but I see, I feel like everybody else in here has glasses. My eyes burn because if I leave my contacts in for too long. Oh no, but they just want to close. Yeah, that's fair, that's, that's fair. fair. But I can sympathize, mine do the same thing. Um, Mine are not burning. Also, I, I'm not a student, so I feel great. I had some avocado toast before coming here. I have all this energy, so no. But I still enjoy my rest as well. So I'm excited to talk more about that today. Lauren's gonna lead the podcast, and we're gonna take a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I know that this is this is one that we were kind of throwing around ideas. What do we talk about? For this podcast episode, um, and Lauren brought up rest is one of many ideas, but I think we were all like, yes, that that is something mm-hmm. that we relate with, uh, and we're sure most of you relate with that need for for intentional rest. Um, it's something that, and we'll talk about it, but like something that we all know that we need, maybe, but we're not mm-hmm. so great at doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think uh, you know this will be a little bit of like. Uh, me saying things like "do what I say" and not what I actually do. Sometimes <laughs> it's good to to know. Um, yeah. Um, with that too, uh, I guess as a, just a transition, another fun thing to talk about before we dive into it is like, what are y'all planning to do for the summer? What are we up to coming up? Because this is our last episode of the semester. What are we up to for the next couple months? That's right. I mean, I'm really excited because I go to Florida in like two weeks on vacation. And I'm doing absolutely <clears throat> nothing. I'm going to go to the beach every day, and then I'm going to go to sleep in every day. I just can't wait. But I'm also really excited to, um, more excited to go on a mission trip, a summer mission with crew this summer, um, where we are going to uh, Croatia. And so um, I'm excited about that, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so... And then after that, it's just work. So that's, that's my summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our whole team will actually be going to Croatia. So stay tuned. There might be a chance, maybe, if we can work it out to record an episode from Croatia. It would no, be fun. No promises. No promises. But, we are... but it's, we're thinking about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That would be super exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited to go to Croatia. Uh, I'll be there as well. And, uh, and I'm graduating. So... Um, I am going also to the beach for a little period of time, uh, and then we'll see. Got a couple things moving right now, so um, we'll see where I end up uh, after that for the summer. But I'm very excited to see where God leads. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, I have a vine stuck in my head because you guys keep saying the beach. I mean, I'm pretty sure Jimmy knows where this is going, but it's like, beach, each, yep. Who is that? <laughs> I literally had that vine stuck in my head, like, this whole weekend. We watched vines at the beginning of the weekend, that was in my head. Gemma and I keep saying it, like, unironically. Yeah. Nikki Minja. <laughs> yeah. Liam said, do you know how many times I have to hear that? It's That's like, awesome. literally every day. That's awesome. So, but yes, I'm also going to Croatia. I'm super excited. Let's go. All right. Um, well, with that, we're going to uh, move forward into our favorite segment. Not really. Our favorite segment is actually talking about the Bible and the Word. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, also, it is time for On the Line. That's right. So for our first On the Line story, um, I know we might have mentioned this in a previous, previous podcast, but I think it's officially out now. Um, you can listen to Kristen Bell reading the Bible on Pray.com. And it's, uh, we're just mentioning this because it's really interesting. She's, you know, open about not being a Christian and has said that. Um, and she's like more of a humanist and, and subscribes to that kind of belief system. Um, and it kind of raises the question. It's like, should she be reading the Bible? Or is it like on as like a, you know, thing she's doing? Or like Obviously, she should be reading it personally. But it's like, why did she choose to read it and definitely be praying for her as she's going through the word? Um, that, you know, the Lord would open her heart to it. And so I just think it's really interesting that she's kind of doing this. I don't know why, but hey, maybe... Uh, maybe she'll a... become a Christian as she's reading it. That's right. Yeah. And then by the time she's yeah. done with uh, Pray.com reading the Bible, she'll be like, oh, I guess that's true. And it kind of <laughs> makes you wonder, like, did they reach out to her to ask her, hey, would you re- would you love your voice? Would you read it? Or did she, like, volunteer? Mm-hmm. I, we don't know. But either way, it seems like a sweet opportunity yep. that she's at least reading the scriptures, you know, so. Absolutely. So be praying for that, and uh, I guess give it a listen as well. We'll, um, (laughs) So we'll see what happens, what's happening in the future. (laughs) Yeah, and our next one is uh, from Brazil. That's where the Christ the Redeemer statue is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. really, really big. And they're actually making another one. It's even bigger. Yeah, even bigger. It's going to cost... Is it really thirty-five? No, what's that number? $353,000. I'm sorry, I have difficulty with numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, um, what is it? it's being constructed? I think to attract some tourists. Mm-hmm. So then, therefore, should it even be built? And uh, questions. Oh, gotquestions.org said the most important consideration on the issue of large statues of Jesus is whether or not we're using them as idols and using an image as an object of worship or to focus one's worship is wrong. Mm-hmm. And the Bible does not give us permission to worship God through graven images, even under the new covenant. And a statue might help us to remember the things Christ has done for us. And a large enough statue can serve to make a statement on behalf of a whole community that Christ is preeminent or that Jesus is worthy of public honor. And in the case of the Cristo Redentor uh, standing over Rio, it's fully possible to assume it's meant as a work of art and not an object of worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I, I guess I didn't read too much into it, but like when I first saw the title about that, what struck me is that the main point of the title of the article, at least, was basically like 
the city going, look, we've got a bigger one than you yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah, not really like, so. like our worship is, you know, that we like, we care about Christ more about whatever. It's like, we can, we can build a bigger statue. Yeah. 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 I mean, and they're just trying to attract tourists. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's like yeah, what, what, is, the heart motive there is yeah. what kind of unsettles me a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's also pretty wild how it's going to be bigger than the other one. Yeah, the other hard, one is massive, is y'all. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I bet you anything, like, they just gave this number, 353000 it's going to cost more than that. Yeah. I bet well, you. Well, I was <laughs> confused. I was like, I'm pretty sure this should be more. Yeah, but by, by the time the project's done, I bet you anything. It costs more. At least a million. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. That but. is a very specific <laughs> number. I feel like once you get above, like, 10,000, if you just go in, like, even increments, so, like, 353,000. That's a yeah. very specific number. So, but either way, I mean. Maybe that's, like, how much it's cost so far. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know? Maybe. Yeah. It's like, so far, this is where we're at. Not sure where we're going to end up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the last thing we have for On the Line has to do with, uh, like, religious censorship. So, my sister, Lindsay, I want to give a shout out to her. She just got married. They're in Cancun right now, which is so fun. Great, because I was a little salty. It actually snowed here yesterday, and I told her, you're so blessed that you chose to be there now when Mm -hmm. it's snowing here. But anyway, she and her now husband, uh, my brother-in-law, Tim, they go to a church in Cincinnati, Ohio, called Crossroads, and uh, it's a it's a great church. I've been there before. And around Easter time, one of their pastors uh, tried to post a video that was about the resurrection. That was what our last episode was about. Uh, they tried to post yeah video about that, and it was censored and blocked both from Facebook and YouTube. Banned it. They flagged it for violence, claiming it was ap- appearing to profit from a tragic event with no discernible benefit to users. So I don't know about you guys, but I think the re- the redemption has a lot of benefit to users. Yeah, I was, I <laughs> lots of benefit. Lots of benefit there. And so it really broke my heart when I saw this. They, they wrote an article about it and kind of explaining the circumstances around that, what happened. Um, you should check that out if you just Google, like, Crossroads Church Cincinnati, you know, censor Easter video, you'd be able to pull it up. And, and read more into that. We don't have time to go into all the details, but um, it's just something to be aware of. And I know that this is an ongoing issue. There was this past summer, I tried personally to post a video on Facebook of this worship artist that I like, uh, Matt Papa. You should check him out. Um, and he, he's uh, played for Crew Winner Conference several times. And he has this spoken word poem slash worship song he wrote called The Story of God that goes through the entire redemptive story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It's really powerful. And I've tried to post it, and every single time, same thing. Um, Facebook says, this does not meet our community's Mm. standards. Um, And so, yeah, I just feel like there's some, a little bit, it's kind of messing with the religious freedom a a little bit, you know, because it makes you wonder, like, had I been trying to post a video related to Allah, would they have allowed it? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but I'm just saying, uh, it clearly shared the gospel, and then I wasn't allowed to, to share it. Yeah. So. I, yeah. And, like, to me, I just I just want to know uh, what the discernible benefit that Facebook sees in most of the posts they allow. For real. Right? Yeah. So like, true. I don't think anything on Facebook has a lot of discernible benefit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, I don't know, it's unfortunate because it's, like, like you just said, the con it's not about just not being able to post something. It's also like the contrast of like how other stuff, mm-hmm. like you said, is posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like 
if this is your guideline, then just think about the next time you watch something and be like, um, that was definitely a tragic event that has no discernible benefit. Why is it allowed on here? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so it's just, I don't know. It really is unfortunate, like you said, uh, the whole Facebook, YouTube, social media stuff as mm-hmm. far as kind of. Yeah, that's why Jimmy, one, one reason I think Jimmy just doesn't have any of it himself. I don't have social media because I'm an old man. Or that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've, <laughs> I, I never got into it. I had Instagram for like a little bit in middle school. And then like uh, freshman year of high school, I was like, eh, bye. And that's, that was that was my social media life. I'm not, I've never had Twitter, never had Facebook, never had uh the other stuff, I'm okay with. I mean, I'm, I'm so old. I used to have a MySpace. Do you Ooh. even know what that is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know what that is. I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace. Yeah. Though. I, well. Yeah. Yeah. Which was sad. It, no, it, it was, was sad. It, it, it's a good thing MySpace is is gone. Uh, it was like it created so much drama. You literally ranked your friends on there, and you, yeah. then you would get offended uh, if somebody took you off their top friends list. <laughs> like it's awful. I'm so ashamed to admit I participated in that <laughs> at one point, but. Yeah, it's <laughs> some of the things we come up with. Are, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so awesome. Uh, those are our things for On the Line. Um, you know, as usual, we'll be, we'll be checking out for those things uh, between now and our next episode. But if you see anything you'd love for us to talk about, please send it our way. Um, with that, we're going to get into our question for the day, which uh, – so specifically, the, the idea that we're going to be talking about is rest. Um, and, and I'll get kind of our questions in a moment here. But we – the, the idea of rest comes from, or the, you know, the concept of rest comes from the very beginning of the Bible. Um, from the very, very first story in the Bible, we see even that God rests. And we'll talk about that again some more. But th- that's where we get the idea of the Sabbath. Um, and so what we're looking at today is, what is the Sabbath? Uh, and then, is the Sabbath still relevant to Christian today? Christians today? Uh, and then, why are we commanded to rest? So we'll talk, too, about like that difference, Sabbath, rest. Uh, type of thing as well, but sort of starting off, what is the Sabbath, uh, and then is it still relevant, and how do we rest? What is the importance mm-hmm. of rest? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'll go ahead and get us started on that what is the Sabbath kind of question, and uh, just as a uh, kind of cite your sources kind of thing, we are going to talk about how a lot of the information we're going to talk about today is from something called the Bible Project, and they're a group that does a lot of work on YouTube, but also puts out a lot of articles, and they're just a really good source um, that really um, explains difficult things in understandable ways. Um, and so look up the Bible Project. But Apparently yeah. they have discernible benefit to you, so you should yes. definitely check them out. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the Bible Project. Yeah. Um, so to start out, Sabbath defined. Um, they say it's a regular rhythmic time of rest. And so... Like Miss just said, before humans even turned away from God, like before the fall, the Sabbath was something that was established. And that's in uh, Genesis 2, 2, 3. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And so, like I said, that's pre-fall, pre that this is established at the beginning. Um, that like God rested, he blessed the seventh day because he rested on it um, from all the work he had done. Um, and that just kind of shows the pattern that like was supposed to be followed. Um, and so kind of like as an origins of the actual word, uh, Sabbath, there's uh, two main Hebrew words used for rest in the Bible. So the first is 
Shabbat. 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 I always, I'm sorry, I always pronounce it wrong. <laughs> Wait till we get to the next word. I'll pronounce that even more wrong. But anyways, um, so this gets partially translated in the English word of Sabbath. Um, so this word uh, re- uh, for rest simply means to like stop working. Um, and that's kind of like has to do with like your job. Like you're, when you're at work, you work. And then when you clock out, like you're done working, like you, you've stopped. Um, it's kind of a, a more direct kind of word. Then, the, But then the other main Hebrew word for rest used in Hebrew scriptures is uh, nuik. Uh, yeah, I think it's I believe that's what we came up with. We tried to look it up. <laughs> there think. was uh, many different pronunciations. But nuik, um, that's N-U-A-K-H, if you want to look it up yourself. Um, and this, this is a Hebrew word. And this means something like dwell or settle. And so this is not the same as that kind of like, I'm at work, I'm working, okay, I'm not at work, I'm not working kind of thing. This is more of like, you know, the example that um, that we talked about here is like at a campfire chilling with friends. Or maybe you can go to a park and you're just, you know, walking, walking around the park. It's not like walking around the trail in a park is quote unquote, you know, restful. Because like, you know, you're, you're walking around and maybe it's hot, but it's like, it's more of that dwell, settle in. And kind of being present where you're at kind of rest. Um, and so God sets up um, these two different um, kinds of rest at the same time. Uh, the Nuik and the, uh, say it again, Shabbat. Shabbat. Um, so in the, in the Bible's account of creation, so like I said in Genesis, he works for the six days and rests on the seventh. Um, and so after six days of bringing in creation and making all things, um, it's time to Shabbat, stop from, oh, say it again? Shabbat. Shabbat. That's what I said. It's not that hard. That's what I said. Or what did I say? Shabbat? Shabbat. Like a robot. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like robot, but Shabbat. Oh, that's way easier. You're way too Louisville with it right now. You've got the bats in there. It's not the bats. Oh, yeah. Okay. Robot. Shabbat. I like that. I like the robot. So, robot. Um... So yeah, so he sets up, uh, so after he's done working, that's when he stops from his work. Um, but then only a few verses later, we read that God creates humans, and he immediately rests them or settles them with himself in the Garden of Eden, which is that Nuik word. So Genesis uh, 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work, to work it and keep it. Um, it seems like uh, the ideas of uh, these two words are meant to work together. Um, and God obviously does this by leading from example. He doesn't just tell us he like does it himself. Um, and we are supposed to emulate what God already, has already done, which is stopped his from working on the seventh day from his work of creation. But then he also tells them to settle and dwell in him and in the garden. Um, and so that's kind of like a look at it, the origins of this word Sabbath and uh, kind of the origins of the Christian idea of even just rest in general. It's such a beautiful, like, sort of interplay there with the rest and with Sabbath um, in those Hebrew scriptures. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't last for very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the fall happened pretty quickly, and then from there, uh, sin enters the world, um, and we we regularly turn away from God, mm-hmm. um, which is the exact opposite of what this is calling us to do. Um, you know, if we look at the history of God's chosen people, which which is the nation of Israel. Um, there are constant failures to Shabbat well. Um, with this example from uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 20, 12 to 13, 
Also, I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them, that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. I think that's really just to stop and think about. Though there's another definition of Sabbath, mm-hmm. uh, but that it goes on. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not walk in my statutes, and they rejected my ordinances, by which if a man observes them, he will live. And my Sabbaths they greatly profaned. Um, and then it goes on to say, then I resolved to pour out my wrath on them in the wilderness to annihilate them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is really dire. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mm-hmm. that's the situation here because. Um, not only are they not resting, but they're, and because that first part, that the Sabbath is to be a sign between me and them that they know that I am Lord, they're ignoring that God is Lord in this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not just rejecting the Sabbath, but Him, mm-hmm. um, but their Lord. Um, you see as well in Jeremiah seventeen twenty seven. but if you do not listen to me to keep the Sabbath day holy by not carrying a load and coming in through the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle a fire in its gates, and I will devour the palaces of Jerusalem and not be quenched. So another example of, like, if you don't rest, like, not only will you not be rested, but, like, you will, God, God will be angry about it. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a situation where it's, it's about more than just the rest. Um, I think it's, it's about the, the idea and the heart behind that. The reason we rest is to be in that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we all the time we see God's people worshiping scores of false gods, ignoring His good designs for them, uh, just you know rebelling in pretty much every way possible. Um, we think we don't need to rest, but God rests, uh, or, or nuaks, which is yeah. I guess the my, my try there. Um, yeah, His His presence with them anyway through the tabernacle, later through the temple. Uh, you know, God rests there. Um, and there's lots of examples. You can look at Exodus, look in Second Chronicles, um, examples of furthermore from Genesis, God setting that example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these little pockets of God's divine presence basically have echoes of that original Garden of Eden, where God and his and his people dwelled together. So we were sent out from the Garden of Eden for for the original sin, mm-hmm. lost that ability to directly relate with God. Um, but we can still have this Sabbath time where we can we can be in some relationship with God, and we, and we see that represented in those um, parts where He's in the tabernacle and the temple and whatever it may be. That place where we make it, that intention to be with God, uh, which is the intention of the first original Sabbath. It was so God and His people could rest in their relationship, which like sounds so nice. <laughs> that is just like such mm-hmm. a a great picture. Uh, because, yeah, it's about resting in God, not just resting. Um, because, and that's something I know for me, like, I feel that. Even when I, even when I like, you know, quote, rest. Um, I thought about that. I was going to just, like, do air quotes. But I was like, <laughs> the people on the podcast can't see my air quotes. I have to actually say. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we just quote rest, right, um, from whatever. Like, really, we're just procrastinating in our work. <laughs> like, things are still stressful. Like, Oh, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to rest on Sunday, but like, it's really, I'm, I just don't want to do my project, my final project or whatever. And I'm still not resting. I'm just avoiding. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is talking about like actually walk, dwelling in the presence of God, doing, still doing something intentionally with that time. Um, and that just sounds so much better than what I usually do when I say I'm resting, mm-hmm. even just thinking about it. Um, 
But this is all Old Testament stuff. So we look at, you know, we're Christians. We have the New Testament too. We look at Jesus' example as well. Mm-hmm. Does Jesus keep the Sabbath? Um, because, you know, that's if we really want to know what we should do, uh, we, look, we look to Christ. And we see in the New Testament, we can, we can see the clearest picture of God's presence taking up space on earth, dwelling with God's people in the person of Jesus. Um, if we want to talk about God coming to our world, that is Jesus uh, and being with us and in that relationship. Um, and, and so through the gospel, we see as well that Jesus had a lot to say about the Sabbath, about the true rest that God intends for his people. Um, he was able to, you know, through Jesus to further define what actually the intention of the Sabbath was rather than kind of the legalistic uh, following that sort of law, like we have to rest just because it, we have to versus mm-hmm. what is the point. Mm-hmm. Um, we see an example of that in the Gospel of Matthew. This is kind of long, but bear with me because it's really important. Uh, Matthew 12, 1 to 14. It says, At that time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. And now, and again, this, to be like super clear, like at the time, that was, again, the legalistic lawful. Like you couldn't even basically get out of bed on the Sabbath. It was like... Mm-hmm. Even even plucking grain to eat, that was bad because it was technically work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we see like they're 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 attacking him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we may not think of that as work, but like that even to that extent. Mm-hmm. So we go on, you know. And three says he said to them, "Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests." Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? Yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there uh, with a withered hand. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And so that they might accuse him. So again, the Pharisees are trying to trap him here, mm-hmm. um, in the presence of like healing a person. Anyway, he's trying to. But yeah, that's the point. So you know, so that they might accuse him. He said to them, "Which one of you has a sheep? If it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath." Then he said to the man, "Stretch out your hand." And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him, how to destroy him. So, yeah, in this we see we see the Pharisees cling very tightly to this idea of the law, this idea of like what the definition of the Sabbath is uh, to them and as they've experienced over time. And we see Jesus, on the other hand, trying to just like reorient their minds. Like it's not the definition, but the idea, the heart of the Sabbath, to, to be in the presence of God. And what, what is better in the eyes of God than to help another person? Right mm-hmm. to, to yeah to take care of yourself and to help others, um, so there is no wrong to be done there. Mm-hmm. And Matthew basically sets up for his readers a series of, of connected stories where Jesus is confronted by Israel's religious leaders and teachers, uh, you know, over and over, and is constantly trying to to reorient the way that they're looking at this. Um, in one particular day instance on the Sabbath, the the leaders object to you know Jesus' friends picking corn as they're walking through a field, which is that first part. And then, and then to Jesus healing the, the hand, and then you know, just on and on, we see these things. So, um, 
But yeah, again, basically he, he redefines the Sabbath. Jesus' response is to redefine that, assert his role as the Messiah and point out his divinity as well. Uh, he talks about the Son of Man in there, which is him, mm-hmm. um, is the Lord of the Sabbath. Um, and there's the imagery of the sheep again, which God is our shepherd as well. Um, so that he is helping us just as, as we would help others. Um, you know, the Pharisees don't love this. They're not yeah. about this. Their, their hearts are hardened a little bit. Um, but to, to Jesus, which is our example, um, you know, the point of Sabbath observation was, uh, was something greater. I just, I just think it's wild because can you imagine like, like you wouldn't be able to like, like all hospitals closed on Saturday, you know, it's like, yeah, like really though, like it, and like, it was that extreme. Like, mm-hmm. like they asked him, can you heal on the Sabbath? Because like the Pharisees thought they got him. Yeah. It's like, like you were reading there, they were trying to trap him because the answer, the quote unquote answer is supposed to be no, because that would be work. But then Jesus is like, well, no, it's okay to do good in the Sabbath. Like mm-hmm. one, I'm the Lord over the Sabbath, so I'm like I'm I'm in, I'm sovereign over that. Like I'm God, so like what I say is true anyways. But then he also points out even Old Testament examples mm-hmm. as far as like kind of showing the Pharisees that they don't that they don't even like know they're just trying to be hyper religious and they're kind of just you know being legalistic about. It. I don't know. I just think it's mm-hmm. it's really crazy how how much Jesus like just pointed out their hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't the Pharisees add, like, a lot of rules mm-hmm. that God, like, did not give them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic yeah. Pharisees. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our next question is something that I've wondered since becoming a Christian, and that is, so, what is it? Uh, what does keeping the Sabbath mean for God's people today? Um, and are Christians supposed to observe the Sabbath? And if so, how? Um, and why would we observe the commandment to remember the Sabbath if we don't have to live by some of the more curious laws in the Bible? Um, so I think it's like uh, Mitchell was saying, Jesus points beyond a Sabbath day. And once again, in the Gospel of Matthew, um, Matthew tells these stories about the Sabbath controversies immediately after quoting Jesus' words about rest. So once again, we're going to read from Matthew uh, 11, 28 to 30. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think that's one of the most like popular, you know, like passages from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems, you know, uh, oh, let's hold up. Yeah, all this talk of rest right before a passage that deals with the Sabbath. This isn't a mistake. This is, you know, pretty intentional. And so, what is it here that Matthew's trying to communicate? Um, it seems, you know, that God's people they become weary and burdened. By the heavy weight of observing the Sabbath, and I think, you know, maybe part of that was like we had mentioned earlier, the Pharisees put a lot of extra rules on there that God did not give them, mm-hmm. and Jesus hoped to redefine the meaning of Sabbath for them, and the people were in need of rest, both in ceasing from hard work, Shabbat, as Jimmy cannot say, <laughs> and being present together with God 
Nuak, which none of us can say. <laughs> um, and yeah, Jesus ushered in the promise of the reality of both. And Jesus reminded the people of God's actual intent for the Sabbath. And that is unity with God, creation, and each other. And, you know, this is first found in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, as we were saying earlier. Um, Jesus taught that the Sabbath, it was about mercy, and it was purposeful, and it was supposed to point to him, and the one promised through all of Israel's prophets, the one who would restore the rhythm of creation. And when followers of Jesus observe the Sabbath, we live as if this restoration has already taken place. Uh, yeah, we take a break from the broken rhythms of hustle and hardship to set aside a time of submission to his rule and enjoyment in his presence and to extend these things to all the world around us. And when we observe the Sabbath, well, we become little resting places of God's presence. Yeah, that's, uh, it's really cool. I was actually talking about like something very similar um, the other day with, with Noah, who edits our podcast. Um, so shout out Noah while you're listening to this. Hi, Noah. Uh, but yeah, um, but talking about the, yeah, the unity of God and the, and the example that God set to um, of his rest and the, and the promise of rest that exists in God, uh, the promise and reality of both. There's a passage in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 4, um, that talks about, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you have been, have be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. Uh, but, um, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest, um, which is, yeah, the rest that God offers for us as Christians and believing just that example that, like you said, the reality of both, uh, you know, um, being having working in this life and in another life, but having a peace and an internal uh, spiritual rest. Yeah. So then I guess the question becomes, okay, so then keeping the Sabbath, like what does that look like practically? Does it mean, okay, attending a weekend church service or turning off your work emails or volunteering at a soup kitchen? Like, does it, does it matter what day you observe the Sabbath? Your Sabbath could certainly include those activities. It could it could take place on the same day every week. Doesn't necessarily need to. Um, the text seems to emphasize the purpose of the Sabbath rather than telling us rules for how to observe it. At the Pharisees, we're adding them right now because that's <laughs> like they did not they missed the whole point of that. Yeah, clearly. but that that's like it's really helpful for us as like college kids too, though. Like if for I, you as college. Kids. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so some of us are still no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because like. Oh no! What if I can't make it to to church on Sunday, like because I have been working on a project or something? Does that mean my whole week is ruined? I can't rest. There's no more like, mm-hmm. right? We it's the heart behind it rather than yeah, definitely about heart heart motivation. Yeah. Jesus was trying to help the Pharisees to see that. In fact, in a different part of the Gospels, he kind of just sassily calls is that a word sassily calls them out <laughs> as whitewashed tombs, basically of like you think you like look all good on the outside because you have all these rules you follow but really it's like empty you're empty on the inside because he looks at what is your heart motivation so as followers of jesus we aren't required to follow the laws given to israel by god exactly those were given at a specific time to a specific people group for a specific purpose yet the wisdom of those laws is enduring and the law of the sabbath is pure gold right we i don't think we're going to be mad about the idea of god wants us to rest Um, It's not a commandment that we're bound to, but it's more of a promise that we're invited to. So it's even, we need to shift our perspective 
of Sabbath. It's not something, mm-hmm. yeah, just like, oh, another, oh, man, another rule I got to follow. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a gift that we're invited to. So practically, what are some ways that we as Christians can steward our Sabbath time of rest? So we, you know, a few ideas. One, sleep. I think that that is a beautiful thing. A good nap can be an act of faith in God's providence. Yeah, Jesus took naps, right? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jesus slept on the boat, and one of the gospel stories, he's sleeping, and they wake him up. They're like, "Dude, what are you?" <laughs> yeah, Jesus. He he went away. I mean, I'm studying Mark right now, and I just yesterday was studying how Jesus like was so often followed by all these large crowds all the time. And there were times where he just said, look, I need to go to a desolate place and just like spend time in rest, like in rest, communing with the father, time in prayer. We'll get to that in a minute. But yes. So back to sleep. Um, that's what it seemed to be for David uh, in Psalm 4, 8, when he wrote in peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone. O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So it's an act of trust and trusting God's sovereignty that he will he will sustain you and protect you even just while you're yeah, taking a nap or sleeping in a little bit. Um, and then, so another idea, this is, I love this, huge reader, is, yeah, read, meditate on God's word. Uh, you know, how long has it been since you read the scriptures? This is convicting for me. Read the scriptures not just to do the work of study, but to enjoy the work of the divine author. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a personal goal I've had of like, what is even my, we're talking about heart motivation in approaching studying God's word. Is it just strictly an academic like checklist? Like, oh, if I did it, you know, I did the study of it. But it's like, no, it's an opportunity to truly connect with your father in relationship. And so another one, uh, we alluded to this a little earlier, is pray. I Recently I've enjoyed just like taking a prayer walk. Go to, uh, there's a park here I love, Cherokee Park. Um, just go and, yeah, take prayer walks. Go through a prayer walk through your neighborhood or on campus. Um, spend time in prayer while going through your daily workout routine. I actually have, um, typically we go to a country called Cyprus. Um, we can't do that this summer because of COVID reasons, but I have a, uh, like a painting of, from, that I got from Cyprus that I specifically put right across my elliptical so that while I'm working out, I can be reminded to spend time intentionally praying for those people and for their you know, their salvation. Um, so yeah, just take time to build it into what you already do. And notice we said your workout routine. So even that can be like rest, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so anyway, commune with God through intentional, specific prayer, you know, pray through the Psalms, those kinds of things. Another idea, reflect. I feel like we just are constantly go, go, go all the time. Um, and it's important to slow down, right? Like, journal to review your thoughts your feelings your emotions mm-hmm. your actions and for me i like to write poems to help me process these things that's just an idea it's okay if that's not up your alley but um another one uh recreate so take a hike not like get out of here is how i'm saying <laughs> 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 um, go on a hike uh do a puzzle you know paint a picture enjoy god's good creation using the skills with which he's gifted you don't take a hike. That's not what I mean. <laughs> um, And then here's one of my favorite personal ones. Eat, right? Yeah. Like taste and see. Yeah. Yes. Um, taste and see that the Lord is good, right? Enjoy a meal with family and friends. Another great one, worship through song. There are many ways to worship, but specifically you can, you know, seek to memorize scriptures through singing them. I would 10 out of 10 recommend one of my favorite worship bands. They're called The Corner Room. You should check them out, but they take scriptures like psalms or they've got some from isaiah or first corinthians and they just 
set it to music and it's oh, helped really? me oh my goodness it's helped me memorize the scriptures because think about how fast we learn songs i could hear a song that i haven't heard since elementary school and still somehow yeah. know the words because mm-hmm. there's just something with i don't know with memory attached to music and so yeah do you def- know the band thing called Sil- solace solace i was gonna say sense? if john yeah. if, if, I, if we didn't shout out solace on here john dunn would kill me because he tells he tells yeah. me every cg to look at them yeah okay they're Awesome. They do the same thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have to check them out too. So we're giving you all kinds of resources. It's like it's like Pasalis or something. Like P S. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's okay. O-A-L-A-S, I think. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yes. And then also the one one six has does the has like a whole series of the thirteen letters. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So please go check out all of these amazing resources. And really, ultimately, just. So set aside the things that keep you from rest. Sabbath is about taking a day to commune with God, setting aside the many things of life that distract you from him. Work, chores, worries. Um, like let tomorrow worry about itself. Like it, it, there's so much sweetness in truly taking just one day a week um, to be able to just say, you know what, I'm not going to, to worry about these things. You know, they will get done. I need to, I want to be, my pro- main priority is, is communing with God. Because um, the whole reason we're here is about him. We talked about that mm-hmm. on our very first episode, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Sabbath rest is an invitation to practice for eternity. It's where we regularly, intentionally engage in God's rule and reign in our hearts and on earth. We have to Shabbat in order to, in order to Nuek, <laughs> to stop working and truly rest in God's presence. When we practice this intentional stop, we make room him to take up residence in our hearts and in our individual lives when we do this together we're making space for it in our communities as well it's imagine like what would happen if we as individual christians all started doing this how that would impact our church families and our communities um our relationships right like our families even better we're taking part in this new creation story setting the stage for god to make his dwelling place his resting place right here right now yeah. I think that's just awesome because like especially just like going through those practical things people can do so I think when people sometimes hear Sabbath or rest rest they're like okay well so do I just like sit in my room like what do I do? you know they're like, you, just, you watch football after you yeah but they, 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 they don't know what to do and so yeah there's <laughs> well, a lot there's I would throw lot. I would also throw even like it, uh, it, volunteering for something mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on there right we talked about like Jesus said about doing good yeah. as a way of resting. Um, so mm-hmm. even even finding a place to volunteer. Absolutely. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our main points here. Um, and so um, we're going to go into our lightning round to kind of try and sum up uh, uh, this episode. And so our first lightning round qu- uh, question is, so do Christians have to keep the Sabbath? No. No, because <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> I like the Sunday he, school answers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Jesus did fulfill the Sabbath. He, like you said, he said, I'm sovereign over it. All right, number two, should should Christians keep the Sabbath? Yes. yes. Absolutely. God does want you to rest and not just, I mean, he wants you to physically rest and rest in him. Um, so are, but are Christians commanded to rest generally? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. And that's what we talk about where it's like, if you're filling your week up with activities, like all week long, as we tend to do, especially in America, then it's like, where's where's the time set apart for God? Where's the time where you are simply dwelling 
as we say, or settling in God's presence. So like, yes, like, do we have, do we have to, you know, do absolutely nothing on that day or on during that time? No, like we've said, but yeah, but for sure. Yeah, it's it's Psalm forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Stitched on many a pillows, but very very relevant. <laughs> yes, yes, very relevant. Uh, next rapid fire is: Did God rest? Yes, yes. Yeah. on the seventh day, baby. That's right. It's right. It's right there. <laughs> right there in the beginning. Um, the next one is: So, do we have to Sabbath on a certain day of the week? No, no, no. That that's that's the beauty of what Jesus said is that. You know, there is there's no longer like okay, uh, you know Sunday or Saturday you got you can't do anything. It's like no, and as we've already alluded to, is resting doing absolutely nothing. No, 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 no it's not absolutely. I think that kind of wraps up the lightning round there. Um, as far as trying to sum up this uh, kind of big idea of the Sabbath and what it is and uh, what rest is. Um, but yeah, I think it kind of does it there. <laughs> yeah. So if this intrigued you and you're interested in other deep, deep discussions or questions um, of related to Christian topics, like we said, we're, we're likely taking a bit of a hiatus until we come back in the fall. Um, however, still check us out. Search for Crew Campus Ministry at KentuckyAnnaCrew.org. Send us an email or a note on Anchor.fm slash the Lou Crew and You, or you can find us on social media at Louisville Crew. You won't find Jimmy there, but you can find us there. Um, and any, any one of the student leaders or staff would be available to, to get you a free coffee or donut or, I mean, it's getting into ice cream season, so maybe ice cream. And Dairy yeah, Castle. We love, yeah, Dairy Castle. We would love to treat you and, and hear from you, get to know you better. So. Or that. Ooh. So Alexis will personally treat you to coffee cow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, great episode, y'all. I... I gotta say, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I really felt like that the spirit was moving in the episode today. Mm-hmm. It was to just kind of guide our words, and um, so just glory to God. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, you know, as always, I wanted to wanted to close up with a, a shout out to Noah Wilder uh, for editing, and then and then to everybody in this room. I mean, Lauren, Alexis, Jimmy, your tireless contributions, the boundless joy in this project. Um, the, the work that you did to make this a reality. Um, we're hopefully going to be recording in, uh, in Croatia when we go, but, um, but with that being, being not a guarantee, this, you know, shapes up to essentially be my last episode on the podcast as a graduating senior. Um, just, I don't know, sincerely from me to you, like, thank you for helping me with this, uh, and making it a reality. It. Shout out to Mitch for like the idea, by the way. So, yes. <laughs> don't don't let him fool you. This, this is this is the guy right here, Mitch. Well, He's the man. So yeah, shout out to Mitch, and we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> That's it's too kind because it's it's just an idea without the rest of you. Um, and so, thank you for being on this journey with me. Um, shout out to Garrett Metz for our theme music, and and of course, like we said, glory to God uh, just for His provision in, in creating the opportunity for the podcast, for putting it on our hearts, for giving us the energy and the time. Um, and for speaking through us, for giving us the words to say, because this is not our, this is not us. Um, this is, this is us trying to shine the light of Christ and, and all glory goes to him. Um, with that, stay safe, everybody. Good luck, uh, for those on campus taking finals, doing projects, find some rest, mm-hmm. find some time to rest. It will pay off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will pay off for you in both now and 
in the long term of life. And have a blessed week, everyone. Mm-hmm.